Welcome to the 40th episode of Sawdust Nation podcast. It's 40 episodes, everybody. That's a, that's a lot. We got 10 away from 50, which let me tell you, I'm just going to drop a little hint. The 50th is going to be big. But big right now, we got Nick over at MPG Creations, Josh over at North Country Woodworking, myself, AJ from Crafted and NJ, and joining us today is Lucas at Manmade in MA. What's going on, everybody? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you guys. So, Nick, I think we have to hear from a few people uh, called our sponsors. Right you are, AJ. First up, we got to hear from JTEC Photonics. For that ultimate laser experience, visit www.jtechphotonics.com. And for that ultimate epoxy experience, head over to totalboat.com. Use promo code SAWDUSTNATIONPOD for 15% off your order. And lastly, Orca Abrasives. We want to give a great thank you to Orca Abrasives for supporting this podcast. You can head over to their website and use promo code SAWDUSTNATION10 for 10% off their abrasive products. But nobody wants to hear any more about promos right this minute. We all are dying to know. Lucas is here. We got to know what's going on in your shop there, Lucas. Well, the drill is still not done. <laughs> so nothing's changed. It's still not done. It was going to be done today. Then we had a hardware malfunction. Oh, you were so close, man. You were so close. <laughs> yep. Just the uh, forgot the critical evaporust process. Oh, God. That stuff. You 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 told me about that stuff, and then when you told me it was on sale on Amazon, yeah. I picked up two gallons of it, yep. Yep. and it sat in my basement for the longest time, and I'm like, why did I buy so much? And I'm like, well, one day I'll use it. This stuff works good. It, it does when you remember to use it. <laughs> and I was really tempted to go just get more hardware, but it's a unique length, and we'll just clean it, Yep, and we'll do it tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. So that's still in pieces and then a few other little things, a few other little like quick jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What's the next uh, big job besides the, you had the Unisaw, now you have the Uni drill. Correct. I'm going to finish the other drill. Okay. The, the rock, one. the Rockwell, yep. I believe. Yep. The other Rockwell, which is a Reeves drive, uh, variable speed one, uh, did the head on it, but nothing else. So I'm going to finish that one. And then, uh, I know you guys have talked about this a little bit, got to jump into the router table world. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, it's a beautiful world. Yeah, I might be picking your brain about that <laughs> a little bit, but um, yeah, I got to, I got to, got to do it. Yeah. got to get something. I have enough routers, I just need to get a lift <laughs> and, uh, you know, decide where I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it in the wing or standalone. Yeah, definitely don't slack like I did. And uh, I had all the components ready. I had a brand new router sitting on my other bench and it sat there collecting dust. Then I installed it and it is the best thing I have ever done to yeah, that shop. I can't wait. You so know. do you have a lot of shop space or are you like limited on shop space? Um, I'd say it's half and half. Like I have, I think it's about 26 by 20 ish right now it's basement so it's you know there's, there's a height restriction but yeah. um that's where i've got everything right now and then i've got a space that's about the same because the basement's basically five thirds so i have a space mm-hmm. that's um, about the same that has kind of become an overflow area and my goal is to get that emptied out 
and then divide up wood and metal into two spaces, which will nice. free up a lot of space to, you know, to have more work in the room and acquire more junk. Now, regardless of the amount of space you have, you always want to conserve space because it gives you more room to buy more stuff and, you know, build <laughs> yes. bigger stuff like you do. So, I mean, my, my vote would be throw it into that table saw wing, save that space. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, it's totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, and then I get to, you know, obviously, you reap the benefit of having a fence on the table saw that does mm-hmm. double duty. So, yep. Well, my vote would be to get a standalone. We but, don't want to hear from you. you no, know, I don't. I don't have a yeah, horse in this. Um, who's race. talking right now? The only reason I was thinking standalone is I have this like 1940s cast iron and steel uh, Walker Turner cabinet saw base, just a oh, shelf nice. with you know basically if you took the, top, the table and the motor and everything out, it's just a shell, which would be a perfect router table. Like think of it as like a shaper cabinet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with it. It's just sitting. Well, so, so check it out. I, 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 that's a great, especially if you already have it in your shop. That's a great resource to use, and you put some casters on there and roll that son, son of a gun around. But uh, what I was thinking is, every time I go to break down some sheet goods, and you have that router fence up, you got to like, you know, right. you're you're not necessarily going to have uh, your table saw fence as the same as your router fence because you right. you probably won't going to want to get a different uh, fence just because of dust collection. Mm-hmm. But this is true. And if you got to go back and forth from the table saw, it's kind of a pain. Yeah, but how many times are you breaking down sheet yeah. guns? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, like I finally, when I brought the unisaw down, I finally moved everything, you know, and spaced it intentionally so that I have exactly eight foot three inches from where the blade starts to the wall. Yeah, so I can. I can now get, you know, a full a full eight foot length on the saw. That is nice. So uh, now, I, now I'm more tempted to do it. I don't oh, have wow. eight feet. I don't have eight feet out on my outfeed table. I got like 12 feet back from the edge of the saw, but if I put an eight-footer on there, I'd, I'd hit the wall at some point, and then uh, it wouldn't work out so well. For me, I, I just break sheet goods down with a, uh, a track saw because it's much easier for me. I tend to do the same. Yeah. Mm. It's convenient. Mm. You know, you don't have to worry about sure. struggling with it. You plop it on the ground, you run a track over it, and you're done. Absolutely. I Honestly, like after owning a track saw, I don't know why – People would prefer to own a table saw. I mean, it might be quicker because you can set up the fence mm-hmm. and you can just keep ripping the same, especially if you need the same size. But I mean, like for our size shop, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you use what you can and track saw is money. Yeah, Whatever definitely. dude who just got a new table saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk over there, Mr. Banner in the background. Hey. Yeah. So, <laughs> no one can see this, but uh, – Nick has a saw stop banner in the back. He hasn't got a saw yet, but he's already flying the banner. That's right. F- flying that flag. Raising that Jolly Roger. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got anything else going in the shop, uh, Lucas? No, I mean, like I said, just a few small little projects, uh, little jobs to do. Um, some couple little fabrication jobs, machining jobs. Nice. Just, yeah, very nice. basic stuff. That's just got to get done, so. That's the uh, like the keep the lights on. Yeah, I, I keep looking on Facebook Marketplace and seeing a lot of uh, mills coming up. You know, different drill presses yeah. and whatnot. And I'm going like, one, I can't fit this anywhere in my shop, and two, I I really want it, <laughs> but I don't know why. And you'll uh, find you'll find. <laughs> for it. I don't understand the I don't understand the question. When there's a will, there's a way, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why he just didn't pick it up. Hot. 
Yeah, getting it? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, a little bit, a okay. little bit. All right. I don't know if you can mill wood, can you? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> set of course. Set your speed tire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Just set your speed tire. Do it. Like, I mean, this thing must have sat, I think, like eight feet tall or something like that. It was a monstrosity. Perfect. So yeah. uh, I only have it's seven only foot like ceilings, though. Pounds. Yeah. Yeah. What's above those ceilings? Like, is my, my, uh, no, my bedroom. Yeah. So you probably have like at least 12 inches. Uh, maybe. Of, the, That's right. what she said. I was I told I only have a little bit, but I, I could yeah. be wrong. Well, let's go. With She's lying to you. Okay. Yeah. But if you took that and then you could just pop it up, you know, in between. I like it. And you, I might just have what to punch a hole in about? the hardwood. Uh, a nice, uh, a nice milling machine that you know I really don't oh. need, but now I do. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, just do it, man. Yeah. Maybe just one day. It. Maybe one day I'll convert the whole shop, and next thing you know, it'll be all. Uh, flags. It's a, it's yeah. a, that's it. I don't know if I could sand those with orca or braces, though. I'll have to. I'll have to reach out and ask. Hey, can I do a metal flag with this uh, sandpaper? <laughs> Yeah, it might be a new uh, realm he wants to get into. <laughs> You'd be the only one doing it. Ah, that yeah. is very true. Instead of thin metal flags, I'm going to do ones that weigh like four or five hundred pounds. <laughs> That's the only way you. <laughs> only way to do it, man. It, well, crane to move them. <laughs> you could still, you could probably still count on the post office to lose it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still show up dented either way, man. Yeah, right. It's solid steel, and somehow they tw- they just bent the whole thing. No lie, I had a piece of railroad track shipped to my house from a guy in New York when I was in New Jersey, and the only thing that arrived was the box that he packed it in. Jeez. Like there was, <laughs> there was a hole in the box. This is when I was like trying my hand at blacksmithing, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get a piece of railroad track." This guy was selling like maybe like a foot and a half piece, and that thing weighed like you know a bunch of weight. It was heavy. And, uh, yeah, the box showed up. I'm like, that's not right. Cause I picked it right up without even having to strain. I looked love at the it. bottom, there was a hole. So I called the post office. I'm like, yeah, you guys see any railroad track laying around? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that had to be a sight to be seen. It was probably laying in somebody's, uh, in somebody's truck, you know, when they were going around, I, I couldn't imagine what that bouncing around was. Yeah. I bet it's in some mailman's garage right now and he's using it. I'm just that saying. Is- that is very Smashing true. Smashing every package back there. <laughs> yeah. Now you know why everything's dead. <laughs> it's Nick. <laughs> yeah, right? Your railroad ties really right screwing around. everything else up. So with yeah. that. Anyway. Any, anyway, Josh, I think the world wants to know what is happening in your shop of shops. Nothing right now. Doing a podcast. Well, Nick, what's going on in your shop? <laughs> Well, I'm glad you asked. No, Josh, go ahead, man. <laughs> okay, well, um, wow, this week seems like a blur, and my phone is turning off for no reason. Well, once again, yeah, and, what's uh, going on in your shop? <laughs> I will come over there. I know where you live. Yes, you do. It would take you like three hours to get up here, so I got Yeah, I'll be there in 22 Everyone, hours, guys. Everyone hold. This is going to be a very long episode. Anyway, uh, long story short, I got uh, wing and my table saw. Uh, set up with the router lift in there. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Oh man, I go out there and just stare at it. Um, That's a great need use. To come up with a name. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, I just look at stuff too. But you know what? Yeah, you know, you just go out there and stare at it. It will build itself. That's what I hear. I've tried that but, before. Uh, and nothing happened. <laughs> I was gonna say AJ knows, but 
Um, I've been in the shop in and out. Uh, the table's pretty much done. Uh, I just need to do some finishing touches, build a bench. Uh, they want it in addition to the table, which is the bench. Got the legs in. Um, so I need to go out there and knock that out real quick. Um, I have some shelves I need to build. The wine rack will be built here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have like seven items I need to price varying from coin racks to like, I'm going away gifts to a whiskey display. So, uh, it's interesting right now. I got a lot going on. Um, but with the nice weather coming out, try to spend some time with the family this week when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we've been inside almost all winter. We try to go out and whatnot, but sometimes, you know, Jersey can get really cold. But, uh, yeah, other than that, not much going on. I got my, uh, Myersol gauge from Harvey coming in. I bought the wrong, um, UG1 <laughs> universal. Hello. Um, you're welcome. I, I spotted that from a mile away when you posted that story. Um, from Bridge City, yeah. I didn't realize it until I put it on there. And then old AJ writes as soon as he sees it, oh, you got the wrong one. Yeah. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so uh, it's okay. Um, it, I just have to turn around and use it. It took me to buy that Bridge City universal gauge. It, it does angles. It does all this stuff. I, I'm probably not even going to use half the stuff. I think I bought it just because I wanted it. And I spent probably a week trying to figure out which way my table saw tilted, even though I knew. But then their, I think their orientation's a little backwards because they say if it tilts to the left, you need the right-hand side. But I'm like, but it tilts to the left. So why wouldn't I get the left one? <laughs> so they're saying that because their gauge goes to the right side yes, of the blade. Yes, and that's what messed me up. See? And that's that's exactly what messed me up. And having a new table saw, I literally did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I went out there, tilted it. I'm like, oh, according to what they're saying, I need this particular gauge. Yep. And uh, nope. So I went ahead and I just bought the right one. <laughs> now I have two. So that's you have fun. two. What? Yeah. Um, two Harvey. It, it was on. Yeah. Yeah. So you bought two Harvey saws. Oh, should we get into the Harvey thing? Yeah, we, we should. Dude, we should go for it, bro. Okay. So, uh, was it this Friday, last Friday, I got a call from a shipping company. They're like, Hey, we have a shipment for you. I'm like, Oh, really? I didn't order anything. They're like, well, it's your name and we have your number. And I'm like, awesome. Go ahead. Bring it over. And, uh, well, th- and then all of a sudden they got like in a panic and like hung up on me. I didn't <laughs> quite understand what was going on. It was so the post service. I'm like, <laughs> we should have delivered this three years ago. But uh, I can mention the company's name, but they called me again. And this time I'm at work and like I'm trying to do work and uh, facilitate this call. And it's a driver in broken English, which is okay. But uh, I'm trying to understand him and talk to other people. And he's like, okay, I have this address. Are you at this address? And I'm like, no, I'm not at the address. And he goes, okay, let me go check the back and look at the uh, crate. Goes back and goes, name the first part of your address. And I did. And he goes, yep, that's there. And then he goes, I'll send you a picture with the rest of the information. You just verify it. So he does. And it says North Country Woodworking. Insert my address and my full name. And I'm like, great. Has my name on it. It's mine, right? <laughs> so uh, he's like, oh, I got to talk to the warehouse. So I'll call you. That you were supposed to be today. And uh, they didn't call me. So I'm kind of curious if uh, Harvey actually sent the table saw and is sitting in the back of a truck right now. And if maybe it will be delivered to my doorstep sometime this week. Well, look at the bright side. You now, if, if they do deliver it, you're now sponsored by Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of my life. They just yeah. don't yeah. know just it signed, yet. 
<laughs> yeah, they don't know it. <laughs> I gave my firstborn to them and didn't know it. <laughs> That's right, folks. Harvey Industrial, brought to you by North Country Woodworking. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I got some interesting stuff going on. Add but. them as a paid sponsor, and they'll be like, "We didn't authorize this." <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought about doing that. Just start naming sponsors off. Yeah, so, I mean, I I did order the miter saw gauge from them. So you know, in the beginning, I'm like, "Well, that's kind of weird to deliver that on a pallet, right?" It comes with a free table saw. You missed that promotion. You might have ordered like. You might have ordered like the XXXXXL version <laughs> miter gauge. Yeah, for like a ship making table saw. <laughs> did you Did you guys ever see that video? I don't know if it was college humor or what, but the dude was working at a computer store, handing out a free laptop with every thumb drive purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then his boss came asking what he was doing, and he was like, "It says it right here," and he, and it was obviously backwards. But anyway, yeah. that's like what Josh is going through right now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm waiting for the company to reach out again for a delivery, or you know just never because I'll call them. I'll be like, "Hey, you know my name was on that package. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen to it." But uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Hey, don't you have that's a cricket over by you? Like a cricket maker? Yeah, I do. So what you have to do is just rip off the Harvey labels, and then just put like a like saw a, stop label, like a, or yeah, a, no, you got to do a saw go. You can't do saw stop. That's that's trademark. Saw go. Yeah. <laughs> stop saw. We can do something north north uh, north saw or uh, north country saw or just you know Nick NC. The world saw. has to know what's going on in your shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Whoa, that was that. That was a a hard outro there. (laughs) I'm sorry. I saved everybody from it. It, He was going to go into a dad joke, and it wasn't going to go well. And then we were all just going to stare at him. Hey, my dad jokes are funny. To you. Oh, hey, hey. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are are we going to me now, or is Josh Josh, you done yet? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked what was going on in my shop, finally. Um Got a lot of stuff going on in my shop now that it's operational. Uh, the uh, the wife had me make some hexagon shelves, which are like 30-degree angles. You're just cutting miters. But uh, yeah, so I did that the other day, and she still wasn't satisfied. I got to go get more material and make more. So I don't know how many she wants, <laughs> but I think our interior is going to start looking like honeycomb. Anyway, <laughs> that being said. It's from the front uh, to the back, from the floor I know, to right? the ceiling, just honeycombs all over the place. <laughs> right. The whole house. The whole house. And like, where did you put the... They don't have... We don't have a toilet paper holder. It's just a honeycomb like pocket. Anyway. So all uh, of them so you can have all your extra. Yeah, right? right. Yeah. My, new t- my new toilet seat is actually a hexagon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I finally got the is first... be built out of honeycombs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty strong. They do airdrops. They, and they stuff are. Like I mean, anyway. anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I, I do have uh, that whole conversation. It's all good, man. Um, and then uh, I shipped my first wave of orders out the other day. Uh, I need to start using Shippo or or uh, Pirate Ship because Pirate this is getting is rid- go. it's getting ridiculous. I had some guy down here at some three third party logistics place telling me like oh i'll get you the best prices we only mark it up from like the listed price by this much i'm like i don't want you to i don't want it marked up i want it (laughs) discounted i know right and then uh 
I mean, I'm Did get- they have a crate there by chance? A crate? <laughs> a crate. Yeah, full of, uh, table saw my Yeah, um, with my name on it. I rerouted it. Don't worry, buddy. I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> I'm um, sure you will. But I've got about 10 orders in the works now. Uh, just trying to, to wade my way through. I finished a Purple Heart uh, metal flag. Like, so it was that- an American flag with a Purple Heart on it this week. And that was actually I, – that was probably one of my favorite projects that I've done so far just because yeah. – that was gorgeous. Well, thanks, man. I just love the way they turn out. And, you know, especially if it's going to somebody who's earned the Purple Heart. What are you doing over there? Yeah. Oh, Josh. I think it's snack time. Oh, it's snacky it snack? <laughs> Look at Nick. He's grabbing for snacks now. <laughs> That's right. So if you don't know this, Nick always has a snack during the podcast. I always edit it out. But, uh, yeah, we got Lucas and Nick just chowing. That's yeah, right. We're going to start our own foodie podcast. <laughs> Everything's going to be served in a hexagon. What's on What's on your kitchen table? Oh, oh those little oh, thin mints. Oh, nice. Or snow cats or whatever they're called. Um, anyway, I got to make a kitchen table still, but uh, be working hexagon? on that. No. no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If Could you imagine? I should just make a whole hexagon thing, right? And then epoxy inside of it. So it's like clear with hexagons showing. That's um, one way to get rid of the walnut. You just do a trim, man. Yeah. Well, everybody likes the trim. But um, And then my miter station is finally complete. Finally. I used some of that melamine, put it down, got final product. I'm happy with it. The only problem with it is I wanted to put like cabinets behind it so I could store stuff. But uh, it didn't happen. I ran out of uh, funding for the Save My Shop project. So I got to save some more ducats. But other than that, that's pretty much it. It's going on in my shop. Uh, how about you, uh, dear AJ? Why don't you just put uh, some hexagons above it? You're, You're building them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I could do that too. But then, you know, my wife would probably come out here and steal them from me. She'd find just somewhere them- to put them. You got to make them out of MDF, though. The most MDF? fine wood, the finest wood out there. Yeah, I was thinking construction pine. OSB. Huh? I was just thinking OSB. OSB. <laughs> yeah. So, well, anyway, um, you'll never guess what's in my shop. Anybody? Uh, oh wait, 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 AJ. Machine. The no, world. A, Everyone wants to know what's, what's in your shop and what flag you're working on. What's it? What flag is in your shop? <laughs> That's what the segment should be called. Yes, it just goes from what's in your shop to which flag are you working on today? In your shop. Well, let's put it this way: I got quite a few that I'm working on. I have a fire department uh, flag that's almost done. Just got to uh, sand it on the backside, and um, I sand all of its backside. All the time, got to make sure it's nice and smooth. And then, uh, what grit do you use? You want? You really want to know? I use one hundred because with that Mercosander, a hundred feels like it's two twenty. You're taking a lot off at one go, man. Nah, that's how I make them flat. Come on, remember that they curl up like a like a curly cue. And next thing you know, I have a half pipe of a flag, and it's not flat. So anyway, I'm I got a few flags that got to get cleared. Um, I, Kim's been painting over the weekend. She did a, uh, a patch on one of them. And, um, I actually have a flag for, uh, 
Lucas's wealth that I'm building right now. Yep. Yep. That one I got to trace. Awesome. I got to <clears throat> sand and then trace it out. <clears throat> so then Nick, um, uh, Nick can trace out my uh, the patch. Then Kim, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> then, uh, then Kim can paint it because uh, she's the painter in in this family. I can't paint worth of uh, if my life was dependent on it. Yeah, I can't paint either. So I, I could draw stick figures, and uh, they'll probably come out wrong. Right. You go ahead and send those flags to me. I'll paint them up for you. All right, and then I'll stamp my logo and send them out. <laughs> on the front. <laughs> he'll put it right on the front, <laughs> right in the union. Uh, I think we lost Josh. Where'd he no, go? He's still there. Oh, there he is. So, you know, just flags. And then um, I was uh, toying with the idea because, of course, I want to one-up my neighbors every single time I walk outside the house. And um, I'm going to be building my own mailbox post. And it's not going to be a traditional pressure treat 4x4. Four four. It's going to be cedar 4x4s. And then I'm going to have a, a through mortise. I'm going to have other joinery, dowel joinery, and then a, I think a tusk to pull it all together. Nice. I don't know how to do any of that. So I'm going to wing it and then I'm going to go to home. It, actually, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to probably paint it fuchsia outside. So it stands out. Choice, yeah. So yes. you're going to wing it, huh? Yep. Just do it live. Do, I'm going to do it live. I'm going to, you should do it live. Just 100%. do it live. I, I already thought because like the whole tutorial that I watched, the guy did it in no time, and I was like, "Hey, I have a bandsaw and some knowledge of how to use it the wrong way, so I think I could do this." And the guy did it. Yeah. I know how to do wood. <laughs> yeah. All you're gonna see is me go to Lowe's. I'm gonna pick up the cedar. I'm gonna bring it back home, put the plans on it, and probably walk away from ten it. years now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the kitchen counter was it? Is it the kitchen counter? What kitchen? Oh no, no, that was going to be an island. Uh, that's I think oh, two years in the making. I have it all glued up. I just don't have the base for it. I think the base is kind of important though. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure how the island's going to work out in my favor. I, which actually, I think I was going to take that island top and make it into just small cutting boards and call it a day, and forget about the island. But. Um, Make a lot of money off yeah. that, you know, big piece right there, man. If you ha- if you haven't noticed, my projects usually, my own projects usually go out years. But by the time I have kids and they're like married and have their own kids, I may get to the mailbox. We're not sure yet. So but it does seem like an appropriate time of life to do it. It does, you know. Yeah. Make I sure want you have it. time to enjoy it. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep. As they're pulling, uh, as they're pulling me away in the ambulance. And like, hey, yep. wave goodbye. Oh, well, I just built that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be pointing it out. You like my mailbox? It's the fuchsia one. The fuchsia one. <laughs> but, you know, I got a, I got just flags right now. And I'm, I'm winding down a little bit. You know, I still got a ton of orders that I still have to do. Um, but, you know, no new orders are coming through um, except for a set of cornhole boards. And I think I might have mentioned this on last episode. Um, I have a set of cornhole boards that the a gentleman is volunteer fire and then, uh, in town, he wants some thin red line with his patch painted on it. And then he wants, he wants them doubled. He wants eight, not doubled one board. He wants with his fire department patch, one board. He wants with a thin yellow line with his jobs patch, which I thought was pretty cool. It's going to be different. I've made one set of cornhole boards so far and screwed up. 
So hopefully I don't on this one. Use your CNC. You know, I, I might. I might. You got to measure the hole though. <laughs> or I'm just going to buy a milling machine and construct it off of that. Right? There you so, go. I'm going to mill yeah, the hole. big go home. You, while, while we're speaking of cornhole boards, I know Josh is like an expert at them. Nick apparently was doing them for like 30 some odd years. He had a business building them. <laughs> yeah. Low country corn stars. So. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We were big. I don't, I don't, I don't blame, I don't doubt you. I'm, I'm laughing at the, uh, the name of it. Um, I think it's hysterical. We were That's deep the first in the cornhole. <laughs> Hopefully you made that cornhole, uh, that cornhole hole, not over six inch. No, I had a whole saw. You had a this whole saw? This is pre, saw? way long before CNC, like, uh, the ability to buy one for, you know, consumer. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. I see. I see. Back when I was a young boy, <laughs> so how'd you make your hole? With a hole saw. Well, the first ones I made with a jigsaw that turned out like that's you know tr- straight. Yeah. So that turned out like trash. Really a circle. Yeah, it was like <laughs> more like, like my like, kid drawing a circle. It was like a wavy circle. Oh, we were talking about wavy cornhole it's boards, a, right? It's a feature, man. No one else has wavy circles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna start just doing triangles instead of holes. They're just gonna be triangles. So I have to know because the one I built was out of one by threes and um, three quarter ply. What is a traditional cornhole board made out of? I think it's you going by the like regulation <laughs> regulation. Yeah, I get I get not really regulation, not like the set you had to make, Josh, but just because I, I made them that way, so I know that you can use two by fours and half inch, I believe. That's what they call for. That's what I have used because that's what they call for. And you know, people that order, they might not be using them for any kind of competition or mm-hmm. whatever. But the first set they were, and if I continue to make the same, I just get better at making that same. And mm-hmm. you know, getting a flow. Um, and I usually use a maple ply for the top, and it just it's usually pretty good stuff. And uh, yeah. It's really not that hard, man. You build a box, yeah, a couple, and put some plywood on it. The only half issue, the hardest birch. part for me, is the birch, half inch Baltic birch. That's probably yeah. They do call for yeah, but usually you put a finish on top of it, so yep. it really doesn't really matter, you know, what the plywood is. But yeah, the only issue I've run into is the legs. Sometimes yep. I have issues with the. Exact where to drill that hole mm-hmm. and make it, you know, swing right. By the way, if you had a Rockler drill guide, you uh, wouldn't have that problem. That that is true. Josh, do you want to explain what what Nick's talking about? <clears throat> yeah, we can uh, dive into that real quick. Uh, I kind of left that out for a reason. Um, <laughs> well, we're bringing. So, it uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Nick. So. Here, let me preface this with is I was having trouble draw, uh, drilling a straight hole uh-huh. in the table mm-hmm. leg. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really getting too creative with it, but uh, I built, you know, went on Amazon and grabbed a certain brand uh, guide and it was delivered and I got real excited, got out there, put it together and drilled the hole. First hole went fine, you know, it was round, <clears throat> you know, went to go do the actual leg and the shaft broke before as it touched the wood. Um, That's a like, problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah, with a you know, so uh, 
not something I could fix on hand. Um, I immediately asked for a refund through Amazon and put it back in the box and everything I still had on the counter. So you put your broken and, shaft uh, back in the box? Yeah, and got a refund for it. <laughs> got a refund for it. <laughs> How many people can say that? That's, that's talent. That's talent. Oh, um, normally gets a you doctor know, for that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to run at you don't want to run at some wood with with your shaft. No, see, I fixed it. I, I got through it. Um, I had a piece of a dowel that actually fit fairly well in the hole, and mm-hmm. uh, drilled a straight hole in it on my uh, drill press, and uh, went at it and got it nice and straight, and threw some levelers in there, and she's good to go. So. With broken shaft and all, I got her done. Wow. Mm. That, that's talent. Mm. Now, were you drilling fast, and is that how it broke your shaft? See, the thing is, it's falling all the directions that come with the shaft. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it was fine. I did nothing wrong. It was it had to be broken. It, like, disintegrated. Did you push too hard? <laughs> Sometimes if you push too hard, things break. They do. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was, you know, medium pressure. I wasn't going too fast. It's nice and steady pace, and... Uh, you know, it just it, you just couldn't handle it. He was standing on top of the drill press, pushing down with it, <laughs> jumping on it. Yeah. Boom goes. Amazon the might be listening, so shh. <laughs> should I put them down as a sponsor? <laughs> so anyway, I uh, moving on. I heard about this whole uh, tragedy that Josh had, and I immediately went oh, out and made a oh. made an Instagram minutes. video minutes within minutes. So usually I don't ever talk about a brand negatively. If I don't like it, I just won't talk about it, period, point blank. Um, but I got caught up in the whole my shaft breaking mm-hmm. and uh, was pretty upset. Did that and then uh, I get a notification that PG Creations posted uh, something. And I look and it's him using a good shaft and going to town. I, I had the great idea of just like violently using my Rockler drill guide and drilling into like scrap wood, just laughing the whole way and screaming, you should have bought a Rockler. Anyway, go check not it out. Sponsored. Definitely throwing some hate. Yeah, so, we're not sponsored by Rockler, but. Yes, that one. Yeah, that's it. Hey, that's it. Yep. That's pretty stout. That's the one to get. Yeah, not the not the other one you got. But with that. Before we go into questions, yep. we're going to talk with – we're going to put you in the spotlight, Lucas. We're going to get to know you. In the so, hot seat. All right. So do you ever drill and break your shaft? The world wants to know. I would say it has definitely mm. happened. Mm. I think it's a, I think it's a rite okay. of passage. Mm. Waiting for you two. Yeah. I'd rather the bits break it's than the gotta, shaft. It's got to happen at some yeah. point. <laughs> this is true. Well, maybe not. You never know. So we were talking about – you were talking about the unit drill before and I've never seen one before until you started posting it up. Now, what what are you going to use that monstrosity for? I know you're going to find something to do with it. Yes, too. <laughs> I am probably going to drill some pen blanks. Okay. <laughs> I think would be a good start. Nice. No, I don't – I honestly – I don't know. I have no idea. I – the thing that's beneficial about it is with larger mm-hmm. work pieces. Like if you, if I have a big, uh, uh, I don't know, anything, chunk of wood, chunk of cast, whatever it is, if there's a large item that is kind of inconvenient to move around mm-hmm. in position, like on a traditional drill press, you move your work to the drill bit, right? You move the table up and down, you 
positioning, all that, right? On the unit drill, you fixture your work and you have the ability to move the drill bit to wow. your work by way of the arm and the knuckle and the column. So the head on the machine actually moves up and down as opposed mm-hmm. to the table. And the you know, there's there's two pivot points and a rotational axis, so it enables you to position your drill bit exactly where it has to be. So it's it's good for larger format stuff where you're gonna have to move the drill around and you know, instead of lugging this big piece around you can just reposition hmm. your drill. That's really cool. I like I said, that was the first time I ever saw one and then um what I know you you always wanted one, you know, and when you got it, you were stoked to get it. And does it is it seem like it's taken a lot longer than you wanted it to to restore it, or is it going how you wanted it to? Well, it's going how I wanted. I don't know if you remember the vice I did last year that was like an eight month. Vice. I will never forget that vice. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm not working on it all the mm-hmm. time either. Like I might work on it a day or two, and then got to do other stuff. So when all is said and done, it'll probably be a week. A week to a week and a half, maybe worth of time. Okay, you know, but um, yeah, it's definitely going well. I mean, every single part on it, on every component, has come apart, and either been, you know, clean and evaporated, or remachined, or remade, and then painted, or sealed, waxed, whatever it may be, put back together, polished. So every single part of it has been touched and gone through. It's definitely it. It's cool to see. You know, it's cool to see something come into your shop, especially like that in the Delta, uh, the Unisaw, where you can make your own parts as well. Because I know even with that Rockwell um, drill that you had parts that were were not, you know, maybe missing or whatnot. And then you just said, I'm going to turn it on my lathe. And next thing you know, you have the handle for it. And it's pretty cool watching it all come together, you know, right out of your shop. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's definitely it's nice to be able to. Um, make whatever part make or fabricate mm-hmm. a part um, you know without having to source it I mean there's definitely been there's definitely been stuff that I've looked for that I couldn't find or was uh, you know prohibitively expensive perhaps and you know it might be something that I don't really know how to do or there's, it's a process that I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with but if I have the the means to do it I'll try and figure out yeah. how to do it you know like making those aluminum knobs um you know, there's, there's, there's curve, they're curved, curved knobs, you know, and on a metal lathe, there are definitely ways you can do it, but typically a metal lathe is fixed mm-hmm. axis, you know, side left to right, you know, you can taper, but like actually doing a curve, you basically have to grind your own tooling that is a curve. Wow. You know? So what I ended up doing was just using a carbide wood turn. Because <laughs> it's, you know, on, on, on non-ferrous metal, like aluminum or brass, you can just use it yeah. an inch of, you know, a wood turning chisel and. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it, it's it's always cool seeing what you get in your shop and, you know, watching stuff come to life. And, you know, one question when you were saying, you know, if you can't find something and whatnot, I, I got to know, what do you think's hidden behind all those bins and bolt bins? And <laughs> the they just seem like they go on forever. Those bins of stuff where you just pulled the – I remember on some of your stories, literally you, you open one bin and it's like – I can't remember what it was, but you were like, yeah, I just have a whole bin of these. And then next one was a whole bin of something else. You think there's another like uni drill back there? Oh, that'd be nice. There's instead, there's like a five by 10 foot stone chimney. That is a structural, it's a structural chimney. It's a new thing. Um, that's nice. what's back there. <laughs> and then probably, and then a lot of junk that's 
every time I put something on top of it, then it falls behind. <laughs> so there's a lot of good stuff back there. Eventually, I'll eventually make a high powered magnet. Just, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that in his shop, man. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be real bad. Everything comes from badly every for which everybody. way. So you got a lot of like metal parts just hanging around in different bins, right? I got a lot, yeah, I got a lot of everything just hanging around in different bins. <laughs> so yeah. like I know I know like me, I have just like a rough estimate in my head of a catalog of where I think things are in my shop. Do you like? Are you that way too? Where you're like, oh, I have a knob that could fit like, this, but a, it's over here in this bin. And yeah, I just use I use like a computerized inventory system, like at like Home Depot, that kind of thing. So I just type in what I'm looking for. Scans it. <laughs> no, I've thought about it. That'd be nice. No, I mean, I don't know. Unless it's a funnel, I can. Do <laughs> okay. So you just memorize where you pe- you I keep have, things. Like, Fifteen funnels. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it gets problematic sometimes. Like. You know, I don't know. It might take me a day to remember where it is, but I'll find it. Except for the funnels, never will find those. They're gone. They're behind. Of course, the it's just like a pencil yeah. in a in a in a shop. You know, you put it down, and next thing you know, it's gone, and you wonder where you put it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'll put something down, and immediately, yes. oh yeah, yes, immediately yep. gone. And sometimes yes. it's not something yep. small. Sometimes it's like no, like I'll put down a drill <laughs> and it's gone. I bring yellow drills and I do the same thing. Like, Ta-da! How do you lose a bright yellow drill? It's magic. It's just disappearing axe, man. One day you turn around, the unit yep. drill's just gone. You're like, I just put it here. I don't even know where <laughs> it is. Just that it. thing doesn't move easy. <laughs> it's behind the bins. It just fell back. So with with all the projects, one. That I haven't seen, maybe I just missed it, but I haven't seen anything come about with is the shopsmith that you were building. You were redoing it, and then you mm. were building the bench for it. Where is that still tucked back in the corner? Should we not talk about it? It is at an offsite. It's at a secure offsite storage facility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I really, I just need some space, and it's pretty much done. I just need, yeah, shockingly, I need space. Um, it's pretty much done. I think the only thing I need to do is uh, polish the aluminum table, the table mm-hmm. saw table, and mount the motor. But before I mount the motor, the motor is currently on the south bend lathe. So I have to take it off the south bend lathe and make a bracket to convert the mounting holes on the south bend lathe to a different motor that I have. I put that on that, take the motor to go to the shopsmith, put it back in the shopsmith, and then it'll be done. And then, and then what? The yeah, what do you do with it? And then what? Die. Hey, that's good. You know, you, you need a new pen, you just turn yes. one while you're sitting there. Yeah, well, that's what we get. Pencil breaks, right? That's how you sharpen your you pencil. You use one in the shop, you just make a new one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but it's done. It looks pretty, and it's out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Wow. Apparently. Yeah, right. Well, that was definitely it was it was cool watching it come together. I've never seen a shopsmith until then. And um, yeah, they're neat. I mean, jack of all trades, master. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was neat seeing it, you know, in its almost pristine condition. I mean, you you brought that thing right back to life. Yeah. And it it does look like a work of art and could sit in, you know, an office or something like that as a display piece. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I tore it apart like six years ago. And uh, just like I, I didn't even live, I didn't. I was in a different different house, different mm. shop. Brought all the parts. They were just sitting for years, and I'm like, I, you know, 
A, I need some space back. B, I just got to get this thing done because I'm going to lose parts. I'm going to forget where they are. I'm going to forget how it goes together. Uh, so just kind of figured I'd get it done and put yeah. it back together. And that wooden base for it is the original. Wow. Oh, well. That's even better. That's how it came in, in the mid Wow, wow. With that, with that plank base and the metal mm. legs. Yeah. It looks just like some random, you know, like a random bench somebody would put together and was like, you know, I need somewhere to put my shopsmith. Oh, here it is. Well, so, ex- well, exactly. But, like, that's how it started. Like, that, that is actually, it's a shopsmith, but it's made by Magna. It's a 10 ER. And it was the, basically the, they were like, hey, let's make, like, we got an idea. Let's do it. And so, it wasn't until, I believe, the early 50s that shopsmith became its hmm. own entity. Prior to that, like, this model, it was just wow. a name. So they, that was when they, you know, when they started actually, you know, really going for it and making them, that, that was when they, um, you know, went to like the metal legs, you know, the, the whole mm-hmm. wood, I guess is what I'm getting at. So it really was like an early. That version. is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Piece of history right there. Yeah, right. And it, it looks, it, it has that, you know, that antique look and just, totally. you, you know, it's, you know, it's old as soon as you see it, but it's so well put together yep. that it's, it's like I said, a, a piece of art and, uh, it definitely, that definitely came out real, real nice. I, I feel like your mom Appreciate joke coming that. out. Yeah, I never, I never did on. any like finish. My what? <laughs> I mean, no. like, I mean, it's so old, but it's well put together. Like, you know, no, I'm just playing. Jesus. I'm, I'm, chi- I'm a child. I'm a oh, child. Lord. Shots fired. My mom listens I'm to this child, podcast. Oh, she does? No, I'm just joking. Yours don't? No. No. My, she wanted yeah. to. My whole family's over here listening while I record. Oh, really? <laughs> They're like, what did you guess? Yeah. Who are those people? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> All you hear from the background a, is just just log off. Just log off. They won't know. <laughs> yeah. Just close the laptop. Well, well I, have a, I have a question for Lucas. If... Uh, if uh, I could get one in, is that cool? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I got to know, like, everybody has their bread and butter, what they love to make or what they're really good at making. Um, for you, what's your your cup of tea? Like, are you, like, better at one thing, like welding or or milling or woodwork? Or what do you like to do the most, you know? Or what do you like to make? That's... That's a good one. Um, I mean, carpentry is definitely my background. That's what I've done the longest. And I think that's probably what I'm most comfortable with. Um, you know, doing rough finished carpentry and always attempting to continue on to the fine finished carpentry, which is a fine finished carpenter. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but, you know, attempting. Um, but that's definitely what I feel the most comfortable with and have done the most and will just dive into. But I really so much enjoy um, the other facets of being able to fabricate and build. So the um, the metalworking thing is fairly new in the grand scheme of things. Like I just got I got the milling machine I think two mm-hmm. years ago, and that was really my first exposure to machining. And then got the lathe soon after that. And I've just kind of dived in, dove, dove in, dived in, dived. Delved. It doesn't matter. Went jumped in. I jumped in, and have just you know really enjoyed learning those processes. So um, I think bread and butter is probably carpentry, okay. but 
what I most enjoy lately has been the challenge of new machining processes and you know just learning, um, learning how to do stuff, figure it out. Nice. Well, a lot of it's new, and you're you're really doing a good job while you're doing it. And you know when you're learning something new, I. You guys are like me. You dive into that process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to learn everything about it. My yeah. wife, you know, used to call them house before I got to woodworking. Anything and everything I was trying to learn and you know, dive into it. Yeah, totally. No, totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to do. And, you know, like sometimes it can be nerve wracking. Like if I'm trying to do a totally new process on a part that is just completely irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great like therapeutic exercise. Is there a metalworking process, woodworking process, something that you've been kind of wanting to learn more about and you just haven't had the time? Or maybe just a new side to the making community that you really wanted to dive into, just didn't have the time? Um, I think that I think that something I would definitely love to do more of and learn, you know, actually learn yeah. as opposed to just do it would be welding. I can I can make weld, you know, just fine. I'm not great, I can get it done. But I would love to refine that, and I would also really, really enjoy, um, you know, learning and exploring TIG welding. So I guess welding would be would be something I'd like to do a lot more of and um, refine that quite a bit. All right, so I got a question for Lucas. One more, one more, last one for me is like, if, yeah, shoot. is there anything that you absolutely despise doing in the shop? Like, yes, because I know you weld, you woodwork, you do everything. You're a jack of all trades. What do you hate to do besides painting? Because you already mentioned that earlier. I got two things, actually. One is finishing. I don't like finishing. I like the finished product, but the process, I don't, I'm really, uh, patience is something that I'm working on, (laughs) but I don't have, it's not my strong suit. So finishing is definitely, it's it's cool, man. I dislike. I have a hard time finishing too sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's that. And then cleanup, which I guess comes after finishing. (laughs) uh... Oh, my goodness. We're talking about cleaning the shop, right? Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Yeah, I mean that's just like every night of my life. Oh, okay. I think I, think I could go down there at any given time. You get time. to go in the shop and clean up like that every night? <laughs> no matter what what day, no matter what, walk down there, boom. Got to clean First, up. Start with clean up. Got to clean nice. up. Mm. So, so yeah, if you don't, it'll get all sticky and then it just – It's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. 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 Those, those are things. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So I, one last and I know this will be a quick question for you. You have a 55-gallon drum of evapo-rust. <laughs> What's going to be the first thing you dunk into that 55-gallon drum? Well, first thing i got to do is I think i got to put it in a different drum because it's one of those stupid drums that's just got the two little bungs on top oh. and it doesn't open. So I literally can't. The I, first thing I did is I put a crowbar in it because that was the only thing I could fit in the hole. <laughs> um, so I've used a little bit. I mean, like I did the column for the drill. Mm-hmm. I put it in 4-inch PVC. You know, yep. the glued cap on the bottom, so I could. But uh, yeah, I got to put it in a different drop. <laughs> and then I think I want to get a vice. I want to get like the biggest, rustiest vice I can find and just put the whole thing in it. Nice, complete. I'm not gonna take it apart. Just I just want something that's like totally assembled and rusty and just put the whole thing in it. There's that's a few in I West Milford I could send you. I've been watching them on Facebook, mm. and uh, this guy's selling a couple rusted vices, and they look like they were just sunken. And the guy dug them out of his backyard. He went diving and found him. Yeah. Let's do that then, yeah. So, well, I I will definitely look forward to watching that story of 
of you either transferring that evaporust into another thing or finding the largest vice that you can and dunking it in. And with that, Josh. Yeah. With that, we I have some questions submitted by our faithful listeners. I know AJ really wants to know, and the world does as well. Uh, Tyler from Wooden Whiskers submitted a <laughs> question via voicemail. So let's see what he has to say. What's up, fellas? Tyler here, Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. So pretty cool. You got Lucas on the pod this week. I got two questions for Mr. Lucas. Um, first question, <laughs> what motivates you more, metalworking or woodworking? I think I may know the answer. And then my second question is, what do you do about weld shrinkage? Weld shrinkage, how do you account for it? I'm interested. Thanks, guys. Well, that's a loaded question if I ever heard one. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, yeah, he's, he's down in a nice warm Florida, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, wood or metal? I think we kind of... I think I maybe touched upon it a little bit, like comfort zone is wood, but like interest level and wanting to, you know, execute further and, you know, do more of this definitely, I think, metal. So go with that one. And then uh, the second one's really easy, actually. Um, How do you account for it? I don't. (laughs) You just just lay it down and pray. Yeah, no, I mean, you know... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what is it? A grinder and paint makes a. No. <laughs> but um, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough uh, technical welding expertise or knowledge to safely answer. I mean, I know. To, I guess really, what it is is like the heat will literally cause expansion or contraction of the material, which can you know pull back a little bit, I guess, and. Mm-hmm cause either an incomplete weld or a bad weld. I think that's kind of my rough understanding of it, but um, the kind of stuff that I do, not really a, uh, not really something that you need to account for. Uh, we're yeah. not talking a high level of, of operation here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I you're, would say, I think that's usually to account, f- we're not talking high level welding. No, but usually uh, I know Nick said that he, to account for shrinkage, he just lies and says it's, it's this one size, and then when it's not, he right. just I'm, I'm a I'm a grower, he just uses not a his shower. Ruler. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, he uses his eight foot level that he uses as a ruler. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. That's yeah. right. So, so well, someone cut. Never mind. Just yeah, moving yeah, just on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Anyway, um, I have heard about welding that because I, I deal with uh, a welder at our shop that has done quite a few projects for us. And, um, I know one of the biggest things, I don't know if this contributes to weld shrinkage or anything like that, but I know he was talking about in one of his videos that he, he actually has to make sure that the both pieces of metal were at a certain temp before he welded them together to get, like you were saying, a a complete weld, make sure it bonded. Right. And, um, I guess then you wouldn't, maybe it would lessen a a weld shrinkage. I've never even heard of that term. I mean, I'm sure there's acclimation, but obviously there's acclimation with metal, same as there is wood. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Wood's moisture, though. Metal is temperature, more, right? Yeah, it's more temperature. Right, but it'll still, I mean, even to a point, it'll still expand and contract heat enough to probably affect yeah. the operation of the process. And that's where you're talking about the shrinkage as well. I mean, like, right. with something like that, 
Yeah, I mean, Nobody. you're heating up high heat, and then it's going to cool off. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to get the shrinkage from. Nobody anyway, wants a hot, hot, moist wood. <laughs> there you go. Jesus. How did we allow <laughs> him? Who, where did you come from? Um, Who invited you? I don't know, guys. I'm just here <laughs> for the free, the free stuff. I don't, I don't know, guys. <laughs> anyway, so with that, I think we, uh, I think we welded that one home. And uh, oh, jeez, you talk about my dad jokes? Yes, yes, I do. And then I, I play on them. Anyway, so with that, um, <clears throat> enough about Nick's shrinkage. We got another question that got sent in by a gentleman on Instagram. And his uh, Instagram handle is Veteran Vinyl Designs. Um, his question today was, what have you seen personally as your biggest growth in woodworking since you started? Now, we don't necessarily have to say woodworking, especially if, you know, Lucas, you have all the metalworking as well. Um, I'm going to throw it to the Luke, uh, Lucas. What was your biggest growth, I guess, since you started your whole journey in woodworking and metalworking? I think. Um I think gaining and, uh, you know, learning or understanding processes more, mm-hmm. more so. I mean, it's not so much, I think, the, you know, like the finished product that I look at as uh, something that's improved, but the time it takes to get there, like the setup time, you know. So if, if I, you know, have, uh, something that maybe used to take me an hour or two to, to do um, and to get right, being able to have gone through that motion enough and refine it enough to now have it be a much faster process to get that same outcome, you know, is I think that's, that's the thing that has furthered me the most is the understanding the process and being able to repeat it and be more efficient about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, as opposed to a particular technique, I think it's just refining the processes, getting those down pat. Yeah. Same time. Get it more reliable, yeah. more accurate, more repeatable. Save time so you're just not walking around the shop aimlessly thinking of <clears throat> looking what? for the drill I put down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Josh, what was your biggest uh biggest growth? Um I, I like the process. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke, you hit it right on the head, man. Um but for me, honestly, comfort level. Mm. In the beginning, I would be really hesitant to start something that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily because I wasn't comfortable doing that. It was just I didn't know how to go about, you know, starting it. Yep. Now I've done so many different things in the shop where I've never done before and it just kind of comes naturally. Okay, how am I going to come about this and how am I going to do it? And it, it's just like putting things together and making it work. And it's almost like those uh, table legs. You know, I bought a tool that was supposed to do the job for me. It didn't work out. So that same day, I was able to come up with something, uh, you know, and it, it it worked. Like, it's just one of those things where you just sometimes have to go outside the box and you have to just make it work. And I think that's my biggest growth is I'm more able to do that now than when I started. So what about you, AJ? I'd say, I'd say the process as well. Um, you know, I've, as you can see, I came a long way since the very first uh, flag that I ever did. You know, that was a completely different process than they are done today. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I can hit off of what you said, Josh, because I have a big project that it's not terribly big to, you know, somebody who's doing this full time. But for me, the, it's, it's just that bench. And that's a, it's a bench with some storage. And to me, I'm like, okay, it's not my flag. So now 
I need to tailor the way I'm going to do things and how am I going to do it? How do I want to start? You know, of course you got to start with the carcass of it. You know, I can't start with, you know, the outside. So I know how to start with it, but it's just, it's putting that, uh, instead of the pen to the paper, I got to put the saw to the wood and get it going, but it's a big project. So I I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up. So, uh, but processes have changed. Um, I also like seeing finished products, but I'd say the process is the biggest growth of them all. And I'm trying to steer clear of Nick with asking him what his biggest growth is. Because <laughs> He's I primed and ready, man. Because I He's can't already, see him. I already said it. I mean, I'm a grower, not a shower. So anyway, uh, are you going to ask me or no? Uh, yes, Nick. Um, Josh really wants to know, what is your biggest growth? Ingenuity. <laughs> and I say that because... No matter how many times I go to try something new, mm-hmm. I need a new tool for it, or I need a I need to be able to do something with a larger, like a larger blade or mm-hmm. uh, angled cut or whatnot. I have learned so much in the past couple years on how to get around my the problems that arise when you don't have the proper equipment, yeah. and so much so to do it safely. You know, because obviously I won't compromise safety, but. I think that's probably one of my biggest things is, uh, you know, I'm never going to stop learning. I'm always going to be soaking this, the techniques and, and tricks and little nuances up like a sponge. But uh, the ability to adapt and overcome to achieve your goals is probably one of the most valuable you can have in the shop. So that's about all I got. Yeah. But that's why we're all here. I mean, we all yeah. love learning. We continue to learn, you know, and partly the community that we're in, you know, I've met all of you guys on the internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I've met obviously the AJ and Nick in person, but that was after meeting them on the internet. Um, not weird, I swear. Um, but a I mean, bit. the community is a big thing. And we met, on that, MySpace. <laughs> you met on MySpace. Met on MySpace. <laughs> That's it. That We're good. We got it. Got the picture there. there. Yeah. <laughs> with with Tom. With Tom. He was my first friend. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. But I think Nick has something to say about community. I do. I do. So I know there are a bunch of different factions of woodworking and makers and whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, We're all in this together. Lucas said this earlier. We're all in this together. So just do everybody a favor. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Be kind to your fellow maker, regardless of what they, how they make things. Um, There are, there is some rivalry, I guess, between the different types of woodworking, whether it be, you know, traditional or CNC or all the new, the new age stuff. But in the end, there's enough food on the table for everybody to eat. We just have to find a, a seat at the table and grab a fork and knife and dig in. So just make sure you're kind to everybody. But that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, man. Lucas, do you, do you have anything for us? Any questions that you want to know since you're here? Oh, Be easy. I, uh, I didn't prepare any. Feel like I'm. Uh, I came to the table ill prepared. You guys had nice questions. We we do no, this. We're here. We do we're this here. whole podcast unprepared. Oh yeah, every time well, you saw I'll the beginning. Tell you, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 
I'll tell you, I think it's gone very well for your uh, 39 prior episodes, and I'm sorry to just totally derail it now. No, I'm sure no. I'm banned from iTunes, so, you know. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's been great that you guys have done a great job, and it's always a good listen, so. Well, well we appreciate stuff. having you on. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here, and uh, with that, wrapping. Yep. Let's go, Nick. Let's hear from our sponsors. That's right. Let's hear from our sponsors. JTEC Photonics. If you need that awesome, outstanding laser for your CNC, go ahead and head on over to pew, pew, head on over to jtechphotonics.com. Give them a look-see. Give them a phone call. Whatever you got to do, Jay will help you out no matter what, and tell them Nick sent you. And uh, next up, Total Boat Epoxy makes some of the most, I don't know, outstanding epoxy in the world. I just used some the other day. Uh, actually, it was two days ago on a, a project I was making and uh, turned out flawless. So give them a look-see on the Instagram or go to the website at TotalBoat.com uh, for 15% off. Make sure you use promo code SawdustNationPod. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> But lastly, you're, you're keeping that in. You know that, right? <laughs> lastly, we want to give Orca Abrasives a giant thank you. And if you are in the market for some abrasives, go to go to their website, which is on our Instagrams. You can use Sawdust. Uh, excuse me. Go to go to Orca Abrasives website, and you can use a promo code Sawdust Nation ten to receive ten percent off your Orca order. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is. It oh, was, is that a orca? Was... That's the sound of an orca. Is that what we're doing now? Shameless, shameless prom- promotional. Uh, I need a, a party horn or an air horn next time. Uh, anyway, with the lasers that... next time. We're really gonna get into it. <laughs> that that's it for our sponsors. I do want to mention that our fiftieth is coming up. Uh, Ten episodes away. We've got a load, a boatload, I guess you could say, of prizes for uh giveaway items uh you're gonna have to be present for our youtube live to win but you do not want to miss uh i had just got some more in the mail today and next up uh 22nd of april if you are in the san antonio area come on out to the woodcraft store at 6 p.m central standard time to 8 p.m and we're gonna have a meet and greet it's for all the woodworkers of the san antonio area woodcraft is throwing it uh, Sawdust Nation podcast is sponsoring a giveaway. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Nice. With that, I'm going to pass it on over to AJ. All I know is that 50th uh, episode giveaway is so good that I I I love you guys, but I would I think I would quit the podcast so I could enter. It's that good. <laughs> Trust me. It well, is. It I never expected it to be like this, but it's going to be no. it's going to be huge. It's huge. Be huge. It's blowing our minds, and we know that it's going to blow everybody's mind when they hear about it. it. Don't forget our events that are coming up. We have yep. a live event coming up on April 6th at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you join us for that. I'm sure we're going to have some things we're going to give away, yep. um, including Cucksall yep. and some Orca abrasives. So if you really – really need some of that sandpaper, you should be there listening to us live before the show. And then on the 29th, we're going to have another special guest on, and uh, you just got to keep listening to see who. Well, I, we definitely will have a special guest on, and and let's just put it this way. Hopefully, he brings uh, – uh, how can I put this? Some scientific questions to the 
to the air. Some fuel, some fuel to the podcast. Yes, some scientific fuel. Anyway, so with that intent, huh? (laughs) Well, with that, if you guys want to reach us on Instagram, you can reach myself over at Crafted and NJ. You can reach the lovely, the one, the only Josh from North Country Woodworking. You, hey, hey. you can reach um, Lies About Its Size, Nick, over at MPG Creations. <laughs> <laughs> the ruler says what the that's, ruler that's says. Lies right? About its size. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Guess, yeah, it's, guess. it's true. It's true. I'm sorry, Nick. I love you. And, uh, I think I'm following that one already. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to reach Lucas... Uh, on Instagram, you can reach him at manmade in MA. And if you're not following him, go give him a follow because I'm telling you the stuff that he comes out with, the new tools, the new old tools that you you get and bring into your arsenal, and then to watch you bring them from your your side yard into your basement is a feat in <laughs> itself. Because I'm still kind of, I would love to be there one day to just watch how that unit drill might leave one day. And go through. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. We both. <laughs> I think it's going to be stuck there. So. Structural. With, with that. Yeah, right. It's going to become part of the house at this point. And if uh, if you guys listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. We don't accept any lower. If you send a four-star <laughs> or lower, what happens is Josh's cat will find you, break <laughs> your fingers, and then make you do a five-star review. Wow. This cat is vicious. That's- when it comes to reviews. That got dark. <laughs> Her name is Walnut, by just so you know. So just just to know that. Anyway, don't don't mess with Josh's cat. That's all I have to say. But leave us a review. The more reviews, the more stars we get, the higher up we go into the Apple Podcast community and the more people that we can reach. And maybe at a hundred episodes, we'll be giving a away a full blown shop at that point. We'll be that big. Maybe a saw stop. I'm I know where there's one. I'm definitely quitting at that point and then entering. Well, I, we, we know where there's a saw stop here yes. uh, shortly. So We do. I redirected it anyway. You don't oh have to worry about goodness. it. So. We were after your uh, joiner. Now, now you're getting a saw stop, yes. man. All bets are off. I don't know if I yeah. would, would want to sit on a saw stop. I mean, it would stop. So, <laughs> Yeah, you'd be safe. Yeah, yeah. you would. <laughs> You've seen the demos. Yes, yes. They do take a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> that hot dog test is – That poor hot dog, video. man. That poor hot dog. Do you think anybody ate that hot dog after? That is the question. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody. Probably uh, Nick. Mm. Save Moving the hot on. dogs. With that, last words. Okay, let's get that warm hug from Nick. <laughs> Remember, take care of yourselves and each other until next time. And I, mm. I, I usually just go bye-byes, everybody. Bye-byes. And then I say something like, if you're in the shop, go make some sawdust or some stuff like that. And then, Nick, I think you pop in, right? Yeah, I say Sawdust Nation out. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> out. I guess uh, last words, don't uh, don't let a lack of ability or don't let a lack of experience stop you from diving in headfirst on a project. Look at that. So, you know. Slow clap. You better than... <laughs> What I have, because all I'm going to tell you guys to do is go make some sawdust this week and have fun. Sawdust Nation, out. Out. Man, you guys were really...
really harping on my size this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we heard it was a little un poquito. Look, it's cold up here, okay? It's cold up or there. It's going to be 25 Actually, over here. Yeah, yeah let's, let's discuss temperature. That's not an excuse anymore for you. <laughs> no, it is not. Well, I guess you're right. I'm just small. Yes. He, anyway. He... <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Lucas, hey, man. It's been a you pleasure. You just defriended every single one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw my numbers drop. It says unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> Three people unfollowed you. 